0: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Derek from Derek Chai Photography again, and you're listening to episode number six of our podcast series. It's been a busy couple of days for me. which is, apart from my normal day job, I had a photo shoot yesterday, and the one thing you got to say about being relatively new at this whole photography business is that every shoot is a massive learning experience. You kind of go in there kind of knowing what to expect, but then things kind of just throw themselves up all out of thin air, and then you've just got to make that last-minute adjustment. It's no different to playing sport where you go in there with a game plan, but then something changes, and you've just got to be able to react. And that's the thing that separates amateur photographers from professionals is – the ability to deal with difficult situations so it's like when you go to a wedding and you have everything planned and then it starts thunder and lightning or you know blowing a gale and you can't do the shots where you want to do it and you've just got to be able to think on your feet and do stuff and still get the picture because as a professional that's what you're paid to do and you're not it's it's not going to be an excuse that you can't just because you know, the weather was bad or yeah, your equipment broke down or, you know, you got kicked out of this place by the park ranger. None of this stuff matters when you're being hired to, to do a photographic shoot. So it's a matter of getting practice and getting experience and being confident about what you're doing. And I think we're stead- steadily getting there. I mean, you still get that nerves before you start a shoot. And that's normal. I think if you're in a position where you're so blasé that you don't actually care and you don't actually worry about getting a good result for your client, then the chances are you're not going to put 100% effort in and you're going through the motions and ultimately you're going to get found out. People are going to know that they can get better, better money, better value elsewhere, and they'll stop coming to you as a client. So... Every day, every time you go out and shoot is an opportunity to improve your craft and to prove yourself not only to your clients but also to yourself that you're able to continually do better and that's one of the reasons why I love taking this step up and working on a professional basis rather than an amateur because it does force you to do stuff that you're not comfortable doing. In normal times, you know, if you're out shooting, and the weather's bad, it's hot, it's stormy, you just go home and call it a day and say, you know, it's nothing nothing special, you come back next time. But when you're paid to do a job, there is no next time, you just got to get it done. And it doesn't matter if you're if you're boiling, if you're soaking wet, whatever, you just got to get it done. And I thought today would be a good chance to start a little mini-series of podcasts just to go through how I prepare, and how I go through with a job. And I hope you get some interest out of this. As usual, I'd love to hear your comments via my email, which is derek at or you can reach out to me on social media follow using the handle usually Derrick Photography. And you know, if you're enjoying these podcasts, that's great, because I'm going to continue doing them because it's something that I enjoy doing. And I hope that with each time I get a little bit better at them and provide you with a little bit of information that you can use to help improve your own photography and the way you you approach things. So in a, in a second, we'll get started and run through a couple of things. And as I said, this will go through a couple of podcasts because I don't want to be able to, I might not be able to squeeze it all in in one go. But here we go. Let's get it on. All right, so let's start talking about the assignment. So I did this photo shoot yesterday, and basically it involved taking pictures at a primary school graduation. So there was a, a dance event with dinner. On this occasion, I did it free because my daughter was involved. Normally I would certainly charge for for something like this because despite what everyone else says, it's a lot of work and it doesn't involve just showing up and taking the pictures and then handing them your memory card and saying thank you very much. You have to remember that when, you, when you're when you working, you're identifying yourself as the owner of your business is that you're always being watched and you're always being judged. So whether the price is 0, and 0 cents or whether it's $5,000, it's that you will always be viewed by the quality of the output. And often being cheap does not necessarily mean that the expectations are lower. And often in the sense that, you know, if you do a wedding for $1,000, you're you're appealing to the market that wants cheap and they're usually the ones that complain and want good quality and they expect, you know, a $5,000 level photographer for for cheap, and they're not going to be the type of people who think, you know, it's only a $1,000, so I can't expect to get the same quality as a $5,000 photographer, and that's where you fall down. So one of my philosophies is never do things for cheap because I value my craft. Very occasionally, I will do things for free, and usually that is for good reason, and on this occasion, it's a good reason because my daughter is taking part in the event and you know you can't you can't charge the school for something like this and you do you wouldn't want to because it's something that allows your daughter to have memories of her final days in in primary school and you want it to go well and you want to do a good job but having said that you know it's it's a difficult task and photographing children of this age can be quite difficult and the fact that you're not getting paid for it doesn't mean that the job is any easier and you still have to go through the process or the, or the pre-game and the post-game ritual, which I do for every single photo shoot, and that helps me get myself into a zone but also helps me to prepare so I don't forget things because it's really easy. As soon as you start taking shortcuts and thinking, you know, not following your, your plan, you're going to forget things. And the last thing you want to do in any situation is, for, for example, you, you forget a lens or you forget to bring spare batteries or spare memory cards and you get yourself into trouble. So no matter what, whether it's a $0 event or a $10,000 event, you treat it like a $10,000 event. You do the best you can, you over-deliver. And that's what I always try to do. So no matter what is expected, I always aim to deliver twice twice. As much value as what they expect to me and that way they'll keep coming back and that's exactly what i want and in the future you know you've got to remember stuff like this it's not only the fact that you're doing the event for them for free it's also it's established as a good name with the school and the community and there is a good likelihood that if you do a good job then the school may invite you back for future events and especially the parents may be interested in getting family photos or other portraits. So there is potentially other revenue that can come from this. So yeah, we'll do it like we always do, and that's go hard, go big, and just try to do our very best no matter what the situation. And once you land the job, you've obviously try and get as much details as you can. But often with large organizations who are not familiar with photographic events, is they often don't know really what it is that they want. And in a lot of ways, they're, they're relying on you being the professional to make the appropriate suggestions and make, you know, just steer them in the right direction and explain to them why certain things may or may not work. And part of that, that forms a critical part of your preparation. So you've got to make them appreciate the fact that whilst you are a professional photographer, you are not a miracle worker. So you can't do things that are unrealistic and unreasonable. You can't expect to, you know, take 200 portraits in 15 minutes because it's just not realistic. And the people in your client just has to appreciate that fact. And you have to educate them on what is what is reasonable and what is the amount appropriate amount of time to set aside for certain things and that's really important especially for things like weddings where the bride and groom aren't photographers they don't know that you know those dramatic portraits of the bride at the beach with the sunset in the background they're not achievable if you've only got three seconds and it's midday they don't know that so it's your job to educate your clients and once you've done that, you've just got to do your preparation. So the week leading up to any shoot, I'd like to you know just just go and have a surf around the internet, looking at a few, few inspiring pictures because that gives you a few ideas. You're not copying them, but it does give you some inspiration and new new thoughts of how you can make your particular photo shoot better than. It could be possibly, and that could be involved with looking at other pictures from social media, you can look at YouTube videos, you can look at magazines, anything that just gets your juices flowing and gets you, as I said, just into a into like a nice routine. I'd like to make sure that I have everything ready for, on the day, so you want to make sure that everything is charged. Remember, it does take time to charge your batteries, and if you've got eight uncharged batteries the morning before you shoot, the chances of you getting them all charged in that time is nil, so you've got to prepare. So depending on the complexity you shoot and how long I expect to be there and how many bat- batteries I expect to chew through, I often start charging the batteries a couple of days before. I'm a little bit paranoid about batteries draining even though lithium ba- batteries are not supposed to drain. I don't like to charge my batteries a week or two in advance Um, because of the fear that by the time you use it, maybe the battery's drained and they're useless. The other things I do is, of course, check all your equipment. Make sure everything works. So fire the flash off, fire your strobe off. Make sure that the cameras are clean so the sensor is clean, the lenses are clean. Make sure that everything's working. And one of the important things, too, is Make sure your memory cards are formatted. I always like to start off with a freshly formatted memory card and to make sure that all your settings in the camera are appropriate. The last thing you want to do is to have shot half a wedding and then realize that last time you used this camera, you had the ISO set at 800 or 1,000, and you've just done a whole heap of outdoor photos with your 85 1.4 lens with an ISO of 1,000. And... You just completely made a mess of it so always make sure your settings are right if you're using more than one camera it's always important to synchronize the clocks so it makes it easier to to sort out in in post so that you've got a kind of a timeline you don't want times all over the place so it feels like one with one camera the reception is happening before the ceremony for example so having your your times is synchronized and if you've got a second shooter you should also synchronize your stuff with their cameras so that when you go through their pictures the scenario is the same and that's really important as well just to make your post processing workflow good and I've just got a few more words to go I'm just going to take a short break because I'm kind of stuck in a bit of heavy traffic at the moment and then we'll just finish up in the next and talk a few more minutes about prep so the final part of this initial segment on getting yourself sorted out for photo shoot is when you're prepping, one of the things that's really important is you don't want to, it's like when you buy a new pair of shoes, you don't want to buy a new pair of shoes the day before you trek to the Himalayas because you're going to get blisters in your feet. And likewise, you don't want to get a new piece of unfamiliar camera gear without testing it before using it for the important shoot. Last thing you want is to spend your time fiddling around with technicals. So one of the things that professionals are is that they're very familiar with their gear and they spend more time observing, taking the pictures rather than fiddling with buttons and controls. So if you've got that shiny new you know, 70 200 2.8 lens, you want to try that out well before the event so that you're not using it for the first time and what happens you know if you can't get it working properly you have to set it you have the stabilizers funny. You really want to make sure that everything's in good working order and that's a really important part. When you're getting ready for your shoot it's always good to not, not rush. So get yourself ready. Where you know you've got to, you've got to wear appropriate attire for your shoot as well. And one of the things is you you you're conveying your brand. So you you've got to you've got to dress appropriately. No matter how everyone else is dressed, you've got to dress professionally. So for example, when we did the shoot last night, we knew it was kids. We knew that in a way they wouldn't really care what we wore. We knew it was going to be in a hot assembly hall, which probably was going to be very poorly ventilated. But we still wore. Or long pants and a a nice t-shirt, and that's just to convey the fact that we are professional. If you turn up to something like this in thongs and you know, and a pair of shorts and and a singlet, you know, you know, people are going to question your professionalism. And as I said, this is not usually or always your last contact with these guys. They're going to view you, and they and if they think you're unprofessional, they're not going to hire you to do their wedding the children's wedding or the friend's wedding or suggests for you to do like a corporate event because they're not going to be sure what you're going to end up looking like when you turn up and so it's really important as i said to make that commitment to yourself that you know if you're going to sweat if it's 30 degrees you still got to dress well because it's part of your business image and it's part of your reputation and make sure you get to the event early so you can set up and we'll go a little bit more in depth onto that at on our next podcast, when we talk about the day of the event, but that's really important too, is that you don't rush. You don't want to get there all panicky and having to rush. And all of a sudden, you know, one of your cameras don't work, you can't get the flash mount. And that's when you make mistakes where you get your settings wrong. That's because you are rushed and you're not, you're not focused. So whatever it is, You get there early, you get sorted. If you have to sit around for half an hour, so be it. Yes, it's a waste of half an hour of your time, but ultimately it won't be if you get things done and everything works out the way you want it to be. So that's pretty much all there is in terms of prep. Um, Some of the little things you can do is set up your, your online gallery before you go so it saves you a little bit of time later. So I use Pixie Set and I've already set up the the album for for last night prior to going it's always and you could always you know set up create folders ready for Lightroom and things like that new catalog if that's what you're doing and just to help with the workflow afterwards because we all know that your job doesn't end at the end of the photo shoot and a lot of work goes into post processing and the quicker and easier you can streamline these things the better it is so That's it for our podcast regarding how to prep for a photo shoot. And in the next one, we'll talk about the actual events of of how to shoot during the event. As usual, give give me a yell, give me a buzz on social media if you have any questions or suggestions. And remember, just go out and keep shooting. Do what you love. Do it as often as you can. And we'll speak to you soon.